Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show here on this Monday, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Continuing our off-season conversation around UVM men's basketball. And great news received last week that Aaron Deloney is going to come back to town for his fifth year in Catamount country. Pulled his name out of the transfer portal. Good news for the Catamounts and fans as well. And Aaron is with us now on the phone line. Aaron, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you being with us. You know, I read your comments to the Burlington Free Press last week about coming back to town here for the fifth year. But let's kind of go through the process again for my listeners here. You go into the transfer portal, you pull yourself out. Kind of take me through the last three weeks or so. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a hectic uh, last three weeks, if I could describe it in a word. But um, I kind of entered the portal. Um, like I said, a lot of people didn't know due to some family stuff. Um, I don't think people how, know how hard it is being – 3,000 miles away from home for four years straight, you know, and barely getting to see your family, your grandmas, grandpas, brothers, and all that. Um, and, you know, some things happened, and I felt like I uh, needed to be there for my last year. Um, had, you know, the offers out there, but just wasn't wasn't really the case uh, when talking to my family about it. So um, rather than, you know, not taking my extra year uh, uh, because of the COVID or going somewhere that wasn't home, um, I knew I had a home here and I wanted to finish out with the guys that uh, kind of took a chance on me and, um, you know, the system that I grew up in. Well, I hope everything is OK with the family. Eventually, we don't have yeah, to get sure. into what's what's going on. But that it was all family driven. It was nothing about wanting to play at a higher level, wanting to go deeper into the tournament, wanting a different yeah. role. It had nothing to do with that. Not at all, man. I'm a loyal guy. If you look at, you know, my resume high school, you know, I never transferred. My AAU squad, I played with one my whole career, and it was never, never about that. It was uh, kind of being closer and um, being able to, you know, be with them. But You know, I'm sure every transfer portal case is different. I'm sure yeah. sometimes guys will enter the portal and their original school will say, hey, if you enter the portal, you're not coming back. Exactly. I figured all along that was not going to be the case with you. You make different rules for guys that have been in the program for four years. What was kind of the conversation throughout the process with the coaching staff here at UVM as far as the door being open for you to come back? Yeah, when I initially had my uh, meeting with Coach Becker, um, you know, I kind of talked about the situation and why I was doing it, and he totally understood. He was sad about it. I was sad about it, even having the conversation. Um, and he explained, like, usually when guys enter, like, um, for most people, I feel like they enter because it's basketball stuff, you know, and for me, that wasn't the case. So he understood and was like, well, if anything happens, um, uh, we'd love to have you if, our, if we still have our scholarships intact. Um, and same with all of the rest of the coaches, you know, Coach Nye and uh, the rest of the assistants. And when I was when I entered and I was home, I was in the portal. Other schools were uh, hitting me up. They were still um, recruiting me in a way, like trying to get me back um, just in case that something had happened like it did. So. What was it like to go through the recruiting process again? Something you haven't done in four yeah. years. I got to imagine it's 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 nice for the ego to, to have all these people hitting you up and wanting. I got to imagine that feels good. No, definitely. Um, it was hectic. It felt like you know my senior year, end of my senior year of high school all, all over again. <laughs> um, and it honestly got tiring towards the end, just hearing like from so many schools, kind of saying like the same stuff uh, over and over, and saying all the cliches and hearing <laughs> all the cliches. Um, but it was definitely fun. Um, hearing from schools that I didn't even think that I would uh, hear from, you know, but uh, it was a really fun process and I'm glad I, I ended up here and made the best decision. UVM men's basketball star Aaron Deloney coming back for his fifth year next year in Catamount country. Cats are coming off a trip to the NCAA tournament where they lost against Marquette. What do you make of just this transfer portal era in general of basketball? I mean, 
look, UVM has benefited from the transfer portal in the last couple of years, but we're talking about a situation where UVM has to replace more than half of its roster almost every right. year. And, you know, some schools got to replace their entire roster, essentially. What do you make of just this era of, of kind of, like, you know, you said, hecticness? Yeah, I, I think it's crazy for sure. There was like 2,000 kids in the portal. Um, like you said, some rosters are having to replace. I actually went on a visit, um, and one of the schools had only three three players from their previous team on the visit. So, um, you know, it's definitely different. It's a different time, but I like it in a way. Um, if kids feel the need that they need something different, uh, something new, need to be in a new situation, it's a great opportunity for them. Um especially with the new rules about like not having to sit out if it's your first time and stuff like that. So I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I think other people do too, but I think, I think it's really dope to have uh, for kids in play now. You know, we just, before you came on, we're detailing some of the transfers that UVM has gotten commitments from already kid from Fairfield kid from Bowling Green, another kid from San Diego. Kind of take me through the, the timeline. When do you get to meet the new guys on the team? When do things ramp up in the summer as far as trying to build that chemistry? Because it's going to have to happen quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, every time, you know, we get a lot of transfers uh, kind of similar to uh, the year before last when uh, Finn, Cam, all those guys came over. We tried to start early as possible. And I think that's why we were so successful that year, um, getting the new guys acclimated so quickly, quickly in the summer and really hammering our principles right away so those guys could uh, <clears throat> get really acclimated into our system. Um, but the names you just named, those guys is, are, are really good. You know, I, I watched some stuff on them. Um, got to meet one of them uh, when, when they came on their visit. But um, hopefully, yeah, they can they can really figure our stuff out and be a big part of our team this year. It's well documented by a lot of people, including yourself, what a good leader Robin Duncan was yeah. last year. Obviously, he's going to be gone going into next year, and this team, Coach Becker said, is your team. So how do you take that next step on the leadership ladder, something I'm sure you've been building towards? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think just learning from the guys I had before me, uh, like like you mentioned, Robin Duncan, um, when I was a freshman, Anthony Lamb and Everett Duncan, you know, were the leaders. Um, uh, ben Shungu, Ryan Davis. So I think I've had really good examples, you know, in the past. And I've kind of been in the leadership role, you know, before. So this isn't going to be my first go. It's going to be tough. But, um, you know, that's what that's what Becker was happy about me coming back for, to step in and uh, really have that leadership role and be an example for the new guys and younger guys moving forward. Let's kind of put a bow on your season. We spoke right before the NCAA tournament game against Marquette, a game that didn't go your way, and a game, frankly, that wasn't as close as we've seen some other UVM games in the tournament go. Um, what was what, what happened on that Friday afternoon? What did Marquette do so well to kind of stifle you guys? Uh, you know, I think I think we you know we played it close for a really long time. Um, they had that run in the second half where uh, one of their guys went for 18 straight, which was kind of tough, but. You know, I think we had a really good game plan around them. You know, we kind of uh, did exactly what we wanted uh, to do. Uh, but their offense, you know, it speaks for itself. They were some. There was something in the country. I don't remember the stat, but offensively, were just a really good team. They really knew how to move the ball. They know they knew how to get their guys the ball and kind of play off them. Um, but yeah, it just like you said, it just wasn't our night as a team. And uh, I think we shot the ball great in the first half. In the second half, we went like one for 10 from the three-point line in the first, like, 10, 12 minutes. So, obviously, we're not shooting it well. It's going to be tough to beat a team like that. Uh, in those type of big uh, big games, um, you got to make threes. And if they weren't going down, it was going to be hard for us to stay in that game. 
you know, I don't have the exact numbers off the top of my head. It's interesting. You point to the second half run. I point to the end of the first half is kind of the key because I think you guys had a chance to like maybe be down four at the break, but it ends yeah. up being down almost 10 at the break. Mm-hmm. Was that foul call on you in transition, the worst foul call in the history of basketball? I mean, the worst call I've ever seen, the worst call I've ever been a part of. That was – it was nuts. I, I touched him maybe, but that, that shouldn't have been called. But I think that honestly kind of sparked everything. We, like, had a run going, and that happened, and all hell broke loose. You know, I've talked about this um, – you know, I want to see UVM get as high as a 12 seed and be the popular 12-5 upset pick, but it is possible to pull upsets from where you guys have been the last couple of years. You know, we saw Furman win this year, Fairleigh Dickinson win as a 16 seed. What has to happen for that to be you guys? Is it just luck of the draw? Is it all matchup based? Is it, you know, what has to happen for that to be you guys? Because you're clearly capable of it. Yeah, you know, I think we, you know, this year and last year, we both went into, we went into that game thinking, you know, we could really win this game. And I think that's the mindset we have to continue to have. Um, keep sticking to the game plan. Um, like you said, luck of the draw, depending on who we get. Um, but at the same time, just going into that game confident and hoping that maybe the other team will have an off night and we have a great night, you know, kind of just all depends on that. You know, when we see these like F- not FAU, but uh, Furman. FDU, yeah. Like that, yeah. I kind of get those wins. It's like, all right, well, the other team didn't play great, you know? So if we have, luckily have a not-so-great night from the other team, I think we could really, uh, really do something here. You know, take yourselves out of this, because I know what you would say, you know, if UVM is a part of this. But just as a fan of basketball, how do you like your NCAA tournament? Do you like it where it's Duke, UNC, Kansas, Kentucky, the Blue Bloods, or do you like it all crazy like it was this year where we got – 13 seeds in the Sweet 16, St. Peter's last year into the Elite Eight. How do you like your tournament? I definitely like it uh, like that, where it's just random. You don't really know what's going to happen. You know, when you always see, like, the Duke, the UNC over and over, it's kind of like, all right, this is who we're going with. It's always a fun game. Congrats to them. But when you see teams that you're not expecting to be there, it's such, like, a different – like, you're tuned in way more, I feel like, and it's such a different uh, atmosphere and viewing, viewing type of party. Um, but I think the transfer portal, like you mentioned, has a lot of, a lot to do with that and how these teams get those type of players uh, from other places and kind of get to the tournament and make a run. So, I know everyone's supporting everyone. I heard that throughout the whole season. But is there a friendly rivalry going on right now between the UVM men and the UVM women? Uh, no, not at all. It's all love between us. All <laughs> love. Hopefully we get to do the same thing again that we that we did this, this year collectively as a team. So. Hey, I'll get you out of here on this. You're a fan of basketball. We started talking the show out about the Celtics and Hawks. Game one was on Saturday. Celtics won that game by 13. Any big takeaways from the NBA playoff weekend? You've been you've been watching any games this weekend? I have. Um, I thought, you know, I honestly thought Memphis was going to sweep the Lakers. But Ja got hurt, obviously. Uh, and the Lakers just played great. Hachimara had about 30. Austin Reeves went crazy. Um, I think I think that series and the Clippers, uh, the Clippers series will be a, a good one to watch with KD over there in Phoenix. Um, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I think a lot of teams got chances this year. And this might be a year where seeding doesn't really matter as much. Especially in the West. Do you like my De'Aaron Fox, Dylan Penn comparison? I always said that Dylan Penn reminded me of De'Aaron Fox. Me and Dill were actually talking about that, and he was like, that's not the first time he heard it. He was like, people have, have been saying that for a minute. Speedy lefty, nice little floater game, can get to the rack for sure. Although De'Aaron had five threes, I think, the other day. He had uh, yeah. it was reminiscent of Dylan Penn in the uh, AE's tournament there, something you weren't say, necessarily Dill, expecting. He'll start shooting that thing towards, towards the end of the season for sure. 
Well, I'm all in on Kings Warriors, so I'm in on that yeah. series. That's the one I'm most yeah, uh, looking forward to watching the rest of here. Game two of that one is tonight. Celtics game two tomorrow. Aaron Deloney, UVM men's basketball star. We're happy he's back for a fifth year. AD, I'm sure we'll be doing this many more times over the next several months, and we look forward to it. Yes, sir. Thanks, Brady.